Hello and welcome to the Coon Hunting University podcast. This is your host, Tyler Duncan. And like always, class is in session. Hey, y'all. So, Coon Hunting University is brought to you by Superior Light Company. Best lights in the business. If you don't believe me, go check them out. Nighthunters.com. Use coupon code CHUPODCAST at checkout and receive almost $20 off Hellcat Max. But that code is good for any superior light on that website and the battery tester, which works with the Hellcat Max. So go over there and check them out. So today I'm joined by Mr. Stephen Dale Brabham. Me and Stephen Dale have known each other for a while. He's a great guy. The reason I asked him to come on here is because he used to hunt hounds. And not long ago, he swapped and started hunting curs. Well, he coon hunts with his curs some, but he really got into squirrel hunting big. We're going to talk about the contrast between competition coon hunting versus competition squirrel hunting. We're also going to talk about coon hunting with the cur versus coon hunting with the hound and how everything differs and even a crossbred hounds and curs. It's a very interesting topic. I hope y'all enjoy it. So without further ado, Mr. Stephen Dale's going to be joining us virtually. Let's go ahead, get him on the line. Y'all sit back and enjoy. Hey, Stephen Dale, how's it going, buddy? Doing good, Tyler. How about you? Oh, man, I'm doing excellent, buddy. If you could, please tell the folks that are listening to this a little bit about yourself. Oh, I'm Stephen Bravham from Smithdale, Mississippi. Oh, just enjoy living a little tree dog life from time to time and working like everybody else. I've lived in Amick County all my life, uh, 43 years old now, so been here all this time and have been quite fortunate enough to do a little hunting here and there and yonder. I hear you, buddy. Tell me about the dogs that you have right now. Uh, I have a six-year-old male original mountain cur right at the moment, and uh, I raised him from a six-week-old pup. Pretty nice dog. He's a UMCA night champion umca squirrel champion or nsd grand squirrel champion been fortunate enough to enjoy the dog and and have has killed a lot of game with him and uh and won quite a bit of hunts with him you know i've known Stephen dale for a while now and i used to think he was a relatively smart individual until he stopped hunting hounds and started hunting curs now. So <laughs> everybody everybody uh everybody has that that thought, you know, uh some of the guys that I see every now and then that I hadn't seen in years and uh we'll be talking about hunting and they'll say, Man, I hadn't seen you at a coon hunt forever or you know, of course hound hunts and I say, well, I, I'm still hunting, man. I just, uh, I run something a little different now. And and they kind of give you a weird look. Uh, <laughs> but it's, you know, until you go with a dog like this, it it's really not that much difference. Yes, there's some that, that are, but you find one that you like and that suits you. To me, it's not a lot of difference. What'd you win? You won the world hunt. No, uh, I didn't want a world hunt with him. I, actually, I never took him to a world hunt. I was uh, 
going to go to a world hunt a couple years ago with him and and we had a death and a friend of mine's family and, and my traveling partner and uh so we kind of got pushed and i just i never made the trip again i have been to the nationals with him up in uh kentucky to nsd nationals and just had a good time didn't win or uh, got beat just right there at the end of the hunt or uh, less than four minutes to go and but it just happens uh i've i've won a pro hunt with him up in the delta two years ago i guess that's probably his his biggest win's been that or uh, we had a real nice weekend up there and was fortunate enough to get through three rounds of really really nice dogs and uh come out on top so i guess if i had to say that's that's probably his biggest win that's the year that he won a dog of the year wasn't it yeah yeah well actually yeah that year he won uh he won the umca dog of the year he won uh the state hunt he won the state hunt in nsd he was the state leader in nsd that year in the mississippi state race and um i'm trying to thank tyler uh, I, i'm sorry i ain't got it all wrote down right in front of me but you good he, he won quite a bit he won quite a bit that year and, and really every year since he was i don't know uh two years old i i pushed him different organizations and done really well with him uh, i know the year the year he won dog of the year i i do know for a fact because i i have a record of it or uh, he won 13 of 18 casts that year dude yeah he that's was, good especially on the squirrel side i mean you know right. guys that hunt a cast every weekend or whatever you know what i mean 13 might not sound like a lot but they don't have that many especially local huh no um we don't not not really and uh and the ones that the nsd hunts are a little different they're set up a little more kind of probably the style that most of these hound guys would like it's a full elimination so anyway he, he done quite a bit of winning then I yeah mean, for sure so you know like i said you used to hunt hounds that's where i know you from i mean not only that i mean i'm from around that area so i mean i know knew you before then but right what what's the difference in coon hunting with a cur versus coon hunting with a hound because your dog is a night champion too right this dog <laughs> it, it, not all of them are like him oh he's a little different and and then there, and then again there is some that i say not all of them but there's still quite a few that are good on both sides you know uh, most of the time they're going to be better at one versus the other but you know there's a, there's several that are average to above average on both but as far as coon hunting goes most of them are not going to open very much on the ground what i look for and what i want what i ask of my cur dog in the nighttime and and it's a little bit harder to find than most is i don't really care where you got to go to get under a coon but i need to find you somewhere under a coon of course everybody says hey you know i want to find my dog under a coon 
Well, if you got a cur dog that'll hunt deep enough, he's just about going to have a coon just about every time you walk to him because most of them are, are extremely accurate. And that's the reason why I I hunted hounds forever and uh, and had some nice hounds, don't get me wrong, but our woods kind of got cut up down here and I got older and them hills over there in that home of Chitta Forest ain't what they used to be to me. And I, I got places here I can hunt that's, you know, maybe 100, 150 acres where a hound might blow through that pretty quick if it's my style of dog. But most of the curs, they can hunt it just as fast or faster at night. And they handle a little better. So, you know, he can he can hunt a place out pretty quick. And I can call him in and pick him up and move somewhere else. That's, uh, to me, that's the biggest plus in, in, in our area, you know, to hunting is the, the handle. And he hunts fast. And uh, like I said, if he, if he trees, you get there, he's going to have some eyeballs. So is, would you say that was what personally made you swap from hunting a hound to hunting curves? Yeah, uh, and then yeah, I'm not 100% opposed to a hound. Uh, I, I have dabbled with some that are that are half breed, you know, crossbred, half trim walker, half curve. And some of those dogs are a little harder going, and they have a little bit of both sides. So, and they make really nice dogs. And probably one of the best dogs I've got out of him is a trend cur, which is half walker and, and half cur. But to me, yeah, that's that's what I would say. The reason why I got a uh, got mainly into the curs is I can kind of spot hunt them a little better here. Um, the way our woods have gotten around here locally, it's they're just a lot easier to handle, and you know, like I said, I, I can make a, I can make a hunt in a place that's uh, you know, fifty to a hundred acres big, and if he don't make a tree, well, I can call him out, or he'll circle back through there and get, I can get close enough to him, I can make him come to me. And uh, I can pick up and go home or go somewhere else or whatever I want to do versus, you know, just like I do, some of the hounds that, that we used to hunt, uh, they go through there. You might have to go to wherever to to find them, you know. Yeah, you can be down there at the forks of the river trying to find them, huh? Right, right. <laughs> forks of the A-meat. Now, I'll tell you about your cur, Greg Floyd. You know, me and him work offshore together. <laughs> He got a puppy off yours, I guess. And I said, man, why don't you let me take that squirrel dog you got? Let me take him down there to the river swamp and go hunt with him. He said, Tyler, you don't want to hunt that thing. He said, it ain't no normal squirrel dog. He said, you cut that thing loose and it kicks dirt in your face leaving. He said, I don't want that no squirrel dog. I said, well, me either. I want squirrel dog going to hunt right by me. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, like I said, they they're different styles, and just like in a hound, you know, some of them, you know, they all hunt just a little different. Certain lines are notorious for different traits and uh, and styles. And I can tell you, uh, probably when Digger was two and a half years old, there wasn't a whole lot of people wanting to squirrel hunt with him, because I promise you, I've been in that Delta before and walked 18 to 20 miles a day. 
hunt me. And I and that's that's on a garment. That ain't that ain't just a made up number. That's a that's an actual number. And uh he was not for the faint of heart when he was young. But now if you got in squirrels, I mean if you put digger in squirrels, he tree squirrels every fifty yards. But if it ain't no squirrels down, no sir. He will go yonder, and he is not afraid to be treated somewhere at 900. So it, it just depends on what you like. That's crazy to me to think, you know, squirrel dog going that far. It really is. You know, when I think about squirrel hunting, I think about, I don't know, just hunting clothes. So tell me about the kind of hound that you liked to hunt when you were hunting hounds and all that. Well, when I was hunting hounds, I, I always wanted a, a pretty honest strike dog. Uh, I know everybody wants a hunter, a hunter strike dog. That's you know that's the thing nowadays, and and that's fine and dandy. But trial hunting, you know, competition hunting, that's only so many nights in the year that average person. When I say average person, I'm talking like me or or somebody that that might attend, you know, just say a dozen hunts a year. That's really not a lot of hunts. Well, you got to, all the rest of the year, you got to hunt, and I want an honest dog. I, I want a dog. When he opens, he struck on a coon, and I don't care if they can move the track. Uh, I don't care if he strikes a cold track, but don't don't get bogged up on it. I mean, you need to be able to carry it out of there. I know you know uh, you've hunted with some of them, but... A running coon was always my favorite thing. Uh, I liked a dog. I liked a dog that could blister a track. And uh, I was fortunate enough to have a a couple, you know, two, three, I say maybe a handful that could really, really move a track. Like, you, you wouldn't realize how fast a dog could run a coon. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I always liked a dog that could drive a track. And they didn't have to be a world champion tree dog. They, you know, you stay treed and bark enough to get me there, That that's cool. Uh, hard tree dogs are nice, but, you know, that's just a little icing on the cake. I, I want something they can run a track with authority and and accurately, you know, parking. We were talking about, you know, the traits. Like you said, you like a dog that kind of can take a cold track, just drive it, come treat and have a coon. You don't get that with a cur. Oh, uh, like yeah, not- yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yes, you can. Uh, they're a little more winding type dog, but I have seen some that can treat pretty good on coon and, and pick a track up that's not what I would call a, uh, a cur coon type track but there is some that is pretty darn handy at, at drifting uh, curs ain't gonna hardly get on their head in other words they're kind of hard to gauge on the temper of their track because uh usually when they pick a track up they're, they're moving ahead you know they're moving it somewhere um and some of them open now just you know like my male dog at night on a running coon, if he opens a couple of times, you know, half dozen, nine times out of ten, he's 
he's gonna be tree within just a couple hundred yards. He's he's on him. He's he's looking at him. Oh, uh, but generally speaking, he goes through the wood with his heads up, and uh, he lays coons up a lot. You know, he he he's gonna jam them. You know, he he can tree lay up coons about as slick as you want. So how often do you tree a coon, you know, mid-morning while you're squirrel hunting him? Uh, you still, I still do occasionally, not as bad as when he was younger. I think, I think cur dogs are smart enough that they kind of put it together. You know, when it's daytime, we, we squirreling. And when it's nighttime, we're cooning. And, uh, but now <laughs> people think you're crazy, but. You know, like I say, the, until you really get to fooling with these dogs for a few years, it'll surprise you at how darn smart these things are. They're they're extremely, extremely smart, intelligent dogs. And I never would have dreamed, and, and I'm sure you probably too, uh, would have never dreamed that I would be as heavily involved with them as I am now because... You know, I, we we grew up hunting hounds, or I grew up hunting hounds, and that's all I ever knew was hounds, other than the occasional go with so and so and uh, you know squirrel hunt with a squirrel dog, kind of like what you were talking about. You know, you just don't think about a squirrel dog like that, a top athlete, and a lot of these dogs, that's just what they are. They're they are on top of their game and. Uh, they're no different, really. I mean, they're they're high end, you know. A lot, a lot, a lot of money swap hands on some of these dogs. You know, I, I think it's pretty much the same thing with coon hunting, though, too. You know, I mean, I used to go with my uncle and them. You know, when I was real young, we'd go squirrel hunting. We had a mountain car, you know, he'd go out there hundred yards. He ain't struck. He's checking back in. Well, I'm talking when I was real young, eleven. 10, 11 years old, well, their coon dogs did the same thing. There were coon dogs when I was 10, 11 years old that would blow through the country too. You know I mean? So you have different tiers of dogs, I believe, in every breed, every sport you're doing, right? Right. And then it, and that goes back to, Tyler, that, you know, your uncle probably trained that dog to where every time he went, you know, beyond 100 yards, he probably, most of that dog's life, called him back in. He, he wanted him to hunt with him. And, you know, I'm not saying, but maybe he did the same thing with his coon dog. He may have been chick and spot hunting him, chick hunting at night, you know, checking feed, you know, creeks, whatever, and then calling him back in. And once you train a dog to the range that you want them, that's what you have. And, and a lot of these curs, there's probably a higher percentage of them that would be deeper hunting dogs but with the garments now you know people set a limit on a lot of these dogs they'll let them go out four or five hundred yards and they start towing them you know and it don't take a dog long to figure out when i get out x amount of yards you know i need to start checking back checking back so it, it, it has a lot to do with the training of how you hunt that dog from day one if I'm going to hunt a competition-style cur dog, when I start them here at my place, I cut them loose 
across the back of the place back here and I picked me a little switch up and, and it's just a little switch with a few little leaves on it nothing just something to slap your pants leg and if that little young dog runs in there and he makes him a loop in there and he comes back and looks at me I just go to switching at my leg and or shoe at him or whatever and they go well you do that two or three times um they figure out you know that I don't need to go back up there I need to go on you know so it, it's all in how you train them and and like I said it some of these dogs are the hardest hunting dogs I've ever seen. That's any breed. I'm here to tell you, any breed. These dogs can hunt just as hard. Uh, there's cur dogs out here right now that that can hunt two hours and average 16 to 18 miles an hour on a Garmin speed. That's moving pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's getting it. Not even going to lie. So, you kind of touched on it earlier, but tell me about how big the competition squirrel hunts have gotten and all the pro hunts and everything like that. Well, uh, and they're all great. Not, not, I'm not knocking any organization at all. I, I hunt in OMCVA hunts, and UMCA is a great organization that's based right here in uh you know, Batesville, Mississippi, North Mississippi area. They have a lot of hunts up in that part of the world. And, and South Arkansas is pretty heavily involved. And they're all great, great organizations. Probably comparable to what the Hound guys think of is a UKC event. Most of them are, you know, just a points and awards type hunt. Well... Several years back, NSD come along, which is the National Sporting Dog Association. It come along and it grew and grew, and now it and USDC, uh, the Ultimate Squirrel Dog Club, is probably the two biggest, uh, most events yearly. Uh, I don't want to have a clue how many events they hold across America every year, and um, of course they're all cash award hunts so they have $30 hunts just like you know PKC has the $30 weeknight one hour hunts or whatever they are now uh, basically the same format but like I said the only kicker is is I can go to an NSD hunt Saturday show up and just say there's nine dogs there or 18 or whatever it don't matter you know um, that format's gonna run. So they draw three dog cast. You win your cast. You come back in. You going back out on a midday. You win that cast. You come back in. If it's a nine dog hunt, you got one more time. You got to go out. You know it. It's a full elimination. Uh, so you hunt a ninety minute round, and then. You can hunt an hour round every round afterward. You cut out the draw, drawing locations, best cast location. It's an even playing field. Uh, that dog that that outscores those other dogs each round is is going to be, you know, he's going to be proven. And it goes up. 
they have $100, you know, $100 events or $200 events. Pro hunts is, you know, usually two to 500. Um, and they're all the same format. You know, you go and you hunt in those events and um, it's full elimination. Of course, the pro hunts, we usually try to, we put a cap on them. You, you call and reserve your spot. And I, I think there are 24 entries and uh, you'll hunt two rounds the first day. And then you'll hunt around, you'll hunt however many rounds you need to hunt to get to the final three. And usually the final cast is on a Sunday morning. You know, everybody's fresh for the final. So that would be like a legacy hunt in PKC. Hey, you got to call in, get your entry or, or a pro classic hunt or something like that, right? Right, right. So has it grown a lot over the past couple of years? Oh my, yes, tremendously. Um, I'd say over the past three to five years, it's it's really took off. Uh, of course, everybody, I'm sure everybody knows Greg Maynard, um, Ohio friends with big buddies with Scott up there, and uh, he coon hunts and he squirrel hunts. But uh, Greg's done a lot for the sport. Uh, USDC, they. I think last year they had a truck hunt, uh, you know, over the winter. Got a Ford Ranger, and uh, their their pro hunts is or or their, you know, what we call pro hunts would be probably top in the country. Uh, and and they have some good ones. I mean, I can't play in very many of the games with them. Uh, I just don't. I just don't do it, but they have some that pretty regular that are $500 entry and they'll book them jokers up in just a little bit and they can have one every weekend, I think, and they book them. A lot of coonhound guys from the past are, are over there involved in it now. And uh, it, it's been a good thing for the, for the, for the sport all the way around. Um, I know there was a, a nice dog there last year that it was doing really good and quite a few hundred dollar bills got slung around and the next thing we knew a uh, guy had bought him for 20 grand and i think he got his money back in some in the first two hunts that he that he entered the dog that's interesting because you know i mean i never even thought about i know it's big now of course but i never thought about competition squirrel hunting much you know i mean i guess since it it is kind of new I'm glad it's growing. You know, it's great. It's great to see more people getting involved in dogs. And I mean, it's probably a lot of the same people that was involved are still involved in coon dogs or were involved with coon dogs like yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, like I said, it it all goes back to, uh, you know, there's different styles of dog everywhere. Uh, when you start going to some of these better events, you know, you're going to run up beside good dogs every cast you know of course squirrel hunting's a little different as long as that dog stays tree you just about can't minus them you know i mean you're gonna have some circle trees trust me and and some of those circle trees are really legit and some of those circle trees are dogs that can really make circle trees and uh but it all falls back you know the guys that win consistently 
the Greggs and the uh, Scotts and the Rod Hardy from Florida down south of us. Uh, those guys that win consistently, they don't win going to a bunch of circle trees. They got dogs that's treeing squirrels and they're good handlers and they find those squirrels and and they can beat your eyes out of your head because they pack in a squirrel dog. So how does the point system work versus like competition coon hunt? Well, it's a little different. You know, there's, of course, there's no strike points, you know. It, it's no strike points at all. Uh, and most of the coon hunts, too, and NSD does have coon hunts, and, and there's no strike points. Uh, it's just tree points. And most of the most of the clubs are, are going to have, uh, you know, tree points. So uh, countdown on trees uh, when you tree your dog, you know, second tree will close and it's 30 seconds and then you know a minute goes by and uh you know that tree's dead most of them are two minute trees so you tree your dog and he's treed for two minutes and you start to him and he continues to show treed or open barking treed you can proceed to that tree and handle your dog, and uh, most of the time there's a five-minute search time, which the first three minutes, it's up to the cast if you can shake and beat and knock. Uh, you know, generally speaking, on the on most of these club or organization hunts, most of the guys that you're hunting with, they don't care if you shake. You know, if their dog's not treed there, they don't care because he ain't coming no way. A lot of these dogs are really, really, really independent. So, you know, most of them don't care. But like I said, you you got a couple minutes there. You can you can glass that tree with binoculars or whatever. And, and then if you can't find him, you can bump a vine or or what have you. And it's, uh, you know, scored accordingly. Most of the time, the, the trees are 100 point, you know, 100 point first tree and uh, 40 and 20. So it's a pretty good drop off on, you know, second tree to third tree. And if you split, is that a hundred for your tree? Yes. Yes. Yeah. If a dog split okay. tree, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's As, just like competition hunting in that instance. Right, right, yeah. right. It's same same principle as so many uh, I think most of them is like sixty feet. You know, if a dog splits sixty feet or beyond sixty feet, he's he's on a, a separate tree. Okay. Hmm. That's interesting that they have a certain amount of feet. Because I mean, I've had a dog in a competition split. You know, the next tree over. Now that know, can it, that can happen. Still... That can happen inside of the search area. But what has to happen is, is the way they have the rules set up for jealous. If there's a jealous tree and dog, just say right. So, if that dog is declared tree in your search area. You have to find a squirrel in that dog's tree for it to be plus. In other words, if your dog is treated here and you find a squirrel in that search area, that other dog that was treated after you has to have a squirrel in the tree he's on. You understand what I'm saying? For it yeah. to be plus. Yeah, and then it would be his tree, even with him inside of that 60 feet, would be 100 plus with him. Both of them would be 100 plus. 
If a squirrel is found in both trees, yes. Okay, but if it's circled, he would, and he's within the sixty, he'd get second tree. Uh, no. If if you find a squirrel in your search area, and that dog's treed after the time, and no yeah. squirrel is found there, and he's inside your search area, that tree doesn't count at all. Okay, they delete it. Right. Okay. okay. He would have. He would have to have a squirrel in his tree. Hmm. That's interesting. I didn't. So, what about if they tree a coon during the day? Is that a minus or is that a uh? No, it's it's delete. just delete. It's just okay. deleted because every now and again you you'll have that. You know, like I yeah. said, uh, especially the younger dogs. Uh, I know mine used to be notorious about you go up to the Delta and kick them out at seven o'clock in the morning. He might coon hunt first thirty minutes and tree a coon, <laughs> and then you have to start yeah. squirrel hunting. You know. But as as they get a little age on, like I said, I think they kind of figure it out. Yeah. And uh, so you give us some great information here, Stephen Dale. You really have. What about for the guy that's kind of like you were and, you know, you're losing your land? How would you determine how to get into to hunting with curs, even if he wanted to coon hunt with them, not just squirrel hunt? Where would you go about even finding reputable people that breed curs and all that? Where's y'all's right. social circle? I never really knew a bunch of cur guys till I kind of got into this thing. And even when I first started fooling with them on a regular basis, I met a guy up in North Mississippi named Terry Snyder. And for those that know Terry, you know that, that he's one of the best cur dog men that I've ever met. And he's a bit of a hoot, but I love him to death. He's a, he's a great guy. And Terry has had a, a good reputation of, of having just shown up meat, tree dog, cur dogs. And I kind of got in with him and, and a few others, um, you know, and you can go on Facebook. I hunt original mountain curs. A lot of times it's a bunch of cutting up going on down there, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of good cur guys on there all over the south, you know, north too, but I mean, from Arkansas South, there's some really good cur dog men in Arkansas. Mississippi has a lot of good cur dog men. Um, Louisiana has a lot of good cur dog men, but I can't name them all, and, and I don't want to try to name some of them and, and, and miss some, but like I said, that you can get on that page, and uh, you can kind of find out, you know, who's who's got some some good dogs and and where you can find some dogs and a lot of them kind of speak for itself was lucky enough that i hunted with my dog's dad old trigger was probably five back then and maybe six and uh i was blown away coon hunted him once with him i think and then i squirrel hunted with him several times and I was blown away that the mouth that he had for a cur dog, he had a good mouth. He was a good, clean tree dog, no nonsense. Um, and I just, I really liked him. I liked how he had meat every time you walked to him. And, uh, of course, another good friend of mine, Brad Goodman and Wesson, had a, a world champion cur coon dog. His name was Dixie Creek Jagger, which was out of Terry's Jesse dog that was one of the best that probably ever walked. But 
she was a real deal and uh, of course terry bred them a few times and i found out that a friend of mine got a a full sister out of a different cross to jagger and he bred her to trigger and i really like jagger and i really like trigger and of course uh I was kind of hoping for something in the middle, and that's how, you know, that's how he come about, and I went and picked him out when he was six weeks old. He was a run of litter, and Carl was picking up pups. You ought to take this one, and, and they were all big, pretty, bold pups, and I don't think it was a bad pick in the bunch, but it was just something about this one. He was, like I said, he was a little old runny, naughty-looking thing when he was little, and he put them all on the ground, and yeah, well, they were all around there pulling on britches legs and everything else, and and this one was out yonder chasing butterflies 40 yards from us, and uh, I said, no, I want that one. And the rest is kind of history. <laughs> yep, that is awesome, man. I'm. You need to come up here, and we'll go to the river swamp and go hunting out of the boat, go squirrel hunting. Well, I'll be glad to, and, you know, like I said, you're welcome. You're welcome to go any time or... Usually, I can take him out by himself, and he's not too bad. Or by himself, he's he's gonna tree squirrels as he comes to them, and and he won't try to hurt you. A lot of people that have hunted with him and drew him said, "Man, I couldn't hunt that type of dog every day." But it's like I say, he's just a he's just a little different animal. You drop him with with other dogs, especially male dogs. He's going to blow in there. He's going to get away from them dogs. And, and I, that's what I want him to do. I mean, that, you know, that's how you win hunts, but he's not that style of dog. Uh, just pleasure hunting. He's, he's pretty nice dog to pleasure hunt for a competition dog. Good. That's what I like. I don't like to have to walk too much when I'm squirrel hunting. <laughs> I hear you. I walk when I coon up, but I don't know. Squirrel hunting, I want that to be pleasurable. I don't pleasure. Well, if if know. the squirrels is down and moving and you get somewhere with plenty of squirrels, he's he's real fun to hunt. It, you'll have a blast, I promise you. Yeah. Hope he's better than old Colton, dog. <laughs> <laughs> he's well, going to listen to this. He's going to hear that, too. <laughs> hey, they all have their moments. And then, like I said, now, you know, I've had people, a lot of people hunt with him and and a lot of people do like him. Uh, there's there's several people that, that really like Digger, and then there's several people that sometimes really wish they'd never seen him. But, you know, <laughs> usually that's after they don't walk last 10 minutes on the cast, and he's treed over there about 900 yards and has a squirrel to win it. And they have to walk out, you know, through the hills a mile and a half. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, that's when you don't really like him, but <clears throat> that's part of it yep and i know what you mean man i know exactly what you mean man thank you for coming on here Stephen dale i really do it was, it was interesting to hear about all that i hope everybody else finds an interest too i think they will i know it's a coon hunting podcast and we covered some coon hunting but i think it's important to cover you know the transition between a cur and a hound i don't doesn't sound like there's a whole lot you know i mean there's not there's I mean, not and and like i said uh Oh, do you some research, go look around, and anybody that hasn't hunted with a really good cur coon dog or or even a good cur squirrel dog, I, I would advise you to 
to give it a little try, you know, go a few times. So, you know, it's not for everybody, but I never would have dreamed 20 years ago that, that I'd be where I am right now, the way I feel about them. I would have never dreamed the dogs would suit me as well as they have. And I'm very fortunate and blessed that I've had the, the luck that I have had with the cur dogs and they're just a little different. They might not be for everybody, but they, if you get a good one, they're extremely smart. They're dogs that your kids can play with every day and you trust them. They're loyal dogs and they're excellent, excellent hunting dogs. It sounds like, man, that's awesome. You got anything else you'd like to say? You got anybody on shout out before we sign off? Well, no, you know, y'all, you guys just stay safe and, and just remember, uh, I know I hadn't been around the, the, the hound competition side in a while, but. Yeah, I, I can tell you, you still think UKC just gives out trophies, huh? Well, hey, <laughs> I, I, I apologize. I'm not trying to bash UKC in any kind of way. I, hey, look, I went to a many, a many, a many of UKC. I know. And I, and I know they have some slam hunts and what have you, but uh, of course, Man. you know, we live in a day and age now with all these hunts that, you know, and it's sad, <laughs> but money's everything, you know, to everybody nowadays. Uh, them wooden plaques don't burn good in your gas tank. They don't. And I mean, you know, you got to have a little bit. To you got you to make it. Time. Exactly. You got to make yeah. it to where you you can benefit from it, but. Might not like win, but at least give me the chance to win my money back, you know? Right. But, uh, yeah, they got that tournament of champions. That's like $200,000, you know? Yeah, I, I did know about that, actually. I, yeah. I try to keep up with it. I would say to everybody before we leave, you know, it doesn't matter what league, what critter you're chasing, whatever. Guys, just, just try to be honest and uh, try to have good sportsmanship. I know we all cut up pick and play and i know you know that i'm i used to be the world's worst about it i'd rub on somebody pretty hard if i got a chance but oh yeah keep it keep it fun and and keep it keep it healthy and productive you know we we all we all in this thing together and if we're going to keep doing it we gotta we gotta stick together yep you're right Stephen dale and <laughs> you picture this I was thinking about this when I was interviewing Brendan Tony. You remember back when we used to, me, you, and him was the only three hunting night champions. And we'd pile in that little green Nissan Frontier you had back then. And we'd be going down that Amit River Swamp. Piling oh, yeah. that, that little, uh, what they was extended calves in, huh? What yeah, I had, I had a half calf. Right, I had a, yeah. that was a, that was an extended calf. 90, I think that truck that you're talking about was a 97 model. And I drove that thing for 300,000 miles. If that truck could have talked, it would have been something. But i tell you what that old truck did do. It hauled a many a pretty nice hound in it, I can tell you that. It did. It did. I know Brennan, he put his in there all the time. Yep, yep. <laughs> and I used to beat up on Brennan so bad, but he don't want to talk about that. That's when he was a little kid. I had to pick up my buddy up. I, yeah, I, I do know. miss I do miss hunting with Brennan and and a lot of those guys. Uh, man, I could go on forever. But with Harvey and and Toby Miller and Jesse Lively, man, good lord, 
I, I missed them guys. It was it was a lot of fun, but like I said, this this little deal we're in now is it's just as fun and, and I have been just having a blast uh, I've met good guys everywhere I've been. Well, it just goes to show you that dogs hunting dogs is a universal language, right? You come right out of coon hunting That's and right. Sail right That's in right. with those guys. You know what I mean? Hey and hey, we got some we got some top notch hound squirrel dogs nowadays. I mean we, yeah. there's guys hunting walker dogs and squirrel hunts and winning buckets and buckets of money. Do those dogs tend to take a colder squirrel? No, uh, most of them that I've hunted with, the the good ones are they're just really quick to get their head up and and they can tree. I I would assume this just like I'm treeing a layup coon. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, some of them do tree colder trees, and and you're gonna tree more. You'll have some that tree more dens, but you know they shake a lot of squirrels out too. You know, treeing you know colder trees, but the biggest difference in this deal, just like those full of elimination hunts, you go on a big bluebird day and it's blistering cold in February. Well, everybody knows that it's hard to get a squirrel tree in the middle of the day, right? I mean, that's not when they're typically down. That hound's tough to get by because he's going to tree a little colder tree. You better. I have personally won several hunts with dogs having three and four and five hundred circle and me just get lucky and and get you know we're hunting in one direction going to their dog and he's done treed several times and and i just get close enough to hear you know dig a treat in there seven eight hundred yards and uh you walk to him and it's 10 minutes left in the cast and he trees one time has one squirrel well that's just luck you know i mean it, it is luck, but it's not. It, it takes a dog that can get a squirrel tree in any condition. Yep, you are correct. Yeah, I believe that. Just like cane hunting, man. I mean, you got to have right, something. Right, right. It's, it's, it's the same It's the same song and dance, buddy. If you got something that trees meet, you're going to be hard to beat. Yeah. Same. Yep, I understand what you're saying, buddy. Well, Stephen Dale. It's good talking with you, man, and thank you for coming on here, buddy. I really do appreciate it. I enjoyed it. Thank you, man. Y'all have a great night. Yes, sir. You too. I really hope y'all enjoyed that interview as much as I did. If you like what you heard here, go on over to Facebook. Give us a like, at Coon Hunting You. Also, go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review. It really helps us out. And remember, if you need a new hunting light, do not overlook Superior. They make an awesome light, best customer service in the business. Man, their walking light and double red is the brightest I've ever seen. Use coupon code CHUPODCAST at checkout at nighthunters.com. You can find the link in the description box below this. Coon Hunting University is a product of Audio Hound Productions. Until next time, y'all have a wonderful day.